Takes Prison Story family salute, y'all. It's your boy Tim Snow. Got another one here for you, man. I just want to say what's up to everybody. Shout out Mr. Larry, 42 years straight in. Shout out to the Get It Right OG. That's my real homie, man. If y'all ain't subscribed to him, check it out. I get it right, man. Real talk. The one I'm going to get for you today is how and why I even went fed. How a man does 10 years in the free world, no trouble, and then ends up back in jail. And then what it was even like, y'all. Because I swear it was a wild ride. It was emotional and everything. And I knew what was coming. When I left prison TDC, I was 27 years old. I had uh, did three straight right then, discharged. And I went to truck driving school. Started driving trucks after that. So, I said by my first six months in school... Right away, first day with my driver's license, I got a job. Started driving dump trucks. And I liked it, man. What can I say? I grew up uh, with brothers that sold drugs and in the life and all that other type of stuff. And then when I got in my truck every day, I realized that it was fun, man. That dump truck life was cool. Made enough to live off of. Didn't have to get out and sweat. Never had to bust a grape, man. Just all day long, just driving around, talking on my CB or my cell phone. And that was pretty cool, man. So that's what I did. And how I said I was going to stay out of trouble and never again in my life go back to prison. I was going to drive trucks. I'm the type of person that usually kind of when I make my mind up, my mind is made up, man. And that's what it was. Like I say, I was going to change my life, drive trucks. And it was working for a long, long time, man. Stayed out of trouble. I progressed from the dump trucks. I learned how to drive a roll-off truck during a demolition company. Then I found another company that was just opening up around here that was real legit. Became their first major truck driver. Ran for them for about four years. Was married at the time. Everything was going good, man. No problems, nothing. Then, uh, I don't know. I guess you say, you know, uh, sometimes when men get divorced, they get weird, do strange things. Uh, most of it was probably strange while we were married, to be honest with you. But no, seriously, when I got divorced... I started doing more things, branching out, you know what I mean? And I started going back to Corpus Christi a lot. So when I was a young kid, I lived in Corpus Christi for a few years down there with some friends. And all my life has just been the place where I like to go, my little uh, vacation and safe haven, you know what I mean? So I was going back and forth to Corpus a lot. Exactly what I was doing. And visiting some of my friends down there, you know... Uh, some of them didn't live in the best neighborhood. Some of them maybe aren't even, quote, the best guys or whatever. But I've known them my whole life, you know. So I was down there visiting, hanging out, stuff like that. And it had been uh, 10 years. I found out later, listen, 10 years and two months when I got arrested in Corpus Christi and caught this federal case since I had been in any trouble. So literally, I stayed out of trouble for 10 years, two months. And they caught me riding at the store with a gun in my car. I couldn't even explain it, y'all. The man asked me, what are you doing with this gun in your car? I told him, no comment, man. He asked me, were you a felon? I say, you got me, man. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Anything else, I need to talk to my lawyer. And he said, all right, we don't need you then. Put me in the back of the car. And that's what it was, y'all. Ten years and two months later, Tim Snow had handcuffs back on him for felon in possession of a firearm. That's exactly what happened. The day that I got arrested was like a bad day from the start. I, for one, for about two days was feeling sick. Okay, not feeling too good. I was running a little fever. 
and it's laying up. That's when I decided to go ahead and drive home. Well, that morning, I had a flat tire. I was going to go to a rental car. I had a flat tire. I had to change that, put the donut on, go get it fixed, do all that type of stuff while I was feeling sick. It was hot, everything. I just, I just wasn't feeling it, you know what I mean? So I went and rested a little bit more, ate. I still had the room, went and rested, ate, and then took back off. Okay, visited one of my friends for a minute, you know, hung out a little bit. And then I decided, man, I got to go back home. Point blank period. I'm just not feeling good and it's not going to get better. So I need to head back to Lamarck. So that's what I do. I take off, shoot down SPID, hit the Crosstown Expressway. And on the way out, I stopped at Last Stripes over there. And bam, I don't even know what made this, <laughs> what made him what made him check me, but he did. He looked in and seen the gun on the floorboard. So I'm headed to Nueces County Jail, okay? When I get to Nueces County Jail, the first thing I feel like doing is just throwing up everywhere. My stomach's just messed up. Now I'm kind of like anxious because I know I'm in trouble. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really worried about going to jail. I'm worried about missing some years, and that's what I know is going to happen. So it was a bad feeling. I'm not even going to play like that. Walking into that Sally Port or out of that Sally Port was a was a small feeling as a man. I always will be. And when you first go into Aces County Jail, they got like some little benches right there in a uh, desk thing. They call your name, do all that type of stuff. And then to the left, I think it was the nurse's station right there. And then they have some tanks over there. So when I came in, they took my property, took my money, all that type of stuff. And then tell me to go sit on the bench. Literally, I had to sit on that bench for a few hours waiting on them to call my name. So I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just ear hustling, plain and simple. There was no blacks, no whites. It was just me and a bunch of Mexican dudes in there. So like I say, everybody's pretty much speaking English. So I'm just ear hustling, listening, whatever. And then finally, they call my name. I go up there, talk to them at the desk, tell them who I am, blah, blah, blah. And they put me in the first tank to the left. Okay. When they put me in there... I'm still feeling sick now. Remember, I'm, I had like a, I don't know if it was the flu or what I had. I, it, was, it was bad though, because I was having a fever, vomiting and all kind of stuff for about two days. Going there, looking around, there's no place to sit. I'm like, damn, man, there's no place to sit. People under the benches laying down, all kind of stuff. So I just go stand in the corner for a little bit. When I'm standing in the corner... I literally got to run to the bathroom thing. There's two of us all running it. Throw up. And when I do that, everybody's looking at me like, man, what are, what are you doing? They thought I was on heroin or something, detoxing or something. I don't know what they, they, that's exactly what they thought. But I was literally just sick. You know what I mean? So they asked me, I said, nah, man, I'm just sick. So when I say that, everybody kind of like backs up. You know what I mean? They don't even be close to me. So I'm standing over there by myself. And I'm just not feeling good. Finally, uh... A little while, dude sits up that was laying down. I go sit down next to him. And uh, there wasn't much I could do, man. Everybody, you know, you're going to be shoulder to shoulder. That's jail situation. You can be sick, and you're all locked in a little tiny box. Might be two other people sick with you, too, man. And you just got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So I just literally sat down and made myself comfortable. When I sit down, I look and see a little cat named Mike. From Flower Bluff, that's where he's from. Yeah, had a little cool Versace glasses, youngster, maybe about 20 years old. And I knew him. He looked up and said, Snow? And I say, Mike, man, what's up, man? He crawled out from under the bench. 
and we chopped it up for a little while, you know what I'm saying? That whole maybe first four hours, me and him wrote it out in that tank. Then later on, ended up in Beaumont Medium at the same place. Met him at the barbershop line one day. That's how small the system is. So anyway, as I'm talking to Mike, we're on some free world stuff. Talking about the last time I seen him, blah, blah, blah. And everything like that. I look over and see one other cat that I knew from the bluff. He was a little boxer dude. I can't remember his name right now, but short, kind of darker skinned Mexican dude, but an actual real boxer from Florida Bluff. So y'all probably know who he is down there. But anyway, all three of us end up chopping it up. We're just sitting there riding it out. And all of a sudden, this little youngster just goes to the window. We don't even know him. He just starts feeding on the window. He says, feed us, feed us, we're hungry. He starts beating on the window, and I just start laughing. I'm thinking, man, the cops going to beat his ass. But what happened was the sergeant that was on shift come down and told him straight up, said, man, if you don't quit beating on this goddamn glass, I'm not feeding nobody. I'm talking about nobody. And when he said that, I was like, oh, man, I've been throwing up everything. I need, at least need this little sandwich. You know what I mean? So the youngster sits down for a minute. Me and Mike are talking. We're talking to the other homie. And he also says, man, I'm finna beat on the glass again. And as he goes to beat on the glass, I say, hey, Yonsa. Turns around. Say, he says, what? I said, if you beat on that glass, man, go ahead and do it with your face, bro. Because that's what's next. I'm hungry. He say, huh? I said, you heard me beat on the glass with your face. Because that's what's next, bro. I'm hungry. And he said, he ain't feeding nobody. Sit your ass down. He also looked at me and didn't say nothing when he sat down, man. We just kind of laughed, but we wanted to eat, you know what I mean? A few minutes after that, maybe like 30 minutes after that, they come in and bust the entire tank up. They say, all right, everybody's moving, blah, blah, blah. We didn't even know why. They take me into the tank in the corner, all right? When they take me in that tank, I literally walked in. There was zero space again, and people were laying on the floor. I said, oh, man, I just... There was one little small tiny area right there. And I asked the dudes, I said, hey, honey, man, I need to get in right there. Can I do it? He looked dead up at me and said, get in where you fit in, honey. I said, bet. And check this out. As I was laying down, I hear somebody say, that was some friendly ass shit. And I said, what the fuck? I sat back up and looked at him. And I just gave him this look, y'all, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't say nothing. I just laid back down. I was tired by that time. You know what I mean? It's uh, kind of resting. We're literally shoulder to shoulder. Don't know each other laying on the ground. These guys on the bench, under the bench. The guy that said the friendly shit is under the bench. And all of a sudden, I hear him talking to somebody, y'all. I hear him ask the dude, hey, man, what are you in here for? Blah, blah, blah. And when I hear that, Oh, man, man, my blood pressure just shot through the roof, y'all. I'm telling you, I started sweating. I sat up, and I said, you sorry, Emma. I said, you just called me friendly for asking a man, can I sit right there politely? I said, but you're sitting with your head underneath another man's ass on the bench, talking to somebody you don't know. Friendly as hell, I'd have beat your And I just looked at him. He said, hey, man, I was just kidding, man. I didn't mean nothing, but... I see, that's why I thought I was a bitch-ass dude. And I laid back down. When I laid back down, the rest of the tank straight said, ah, I started climbing the dude, man. It was hilarious.
He just say shit and lay right back down. Didn't say nothing. And uh, we stayed in that tank right there for probably, man, I know in about another four to five hours. And they called about five of us to arraignment. Okay. When they called the five, it was me, the guy next to me that I literally asked, could I lay right there? He said, yeah. And three other dudes. When I get in there, they're saying what them guys are for. Two of them was like drug cases. One of them was for beating his wife. And the dude next to me had just shot three people. Like, literally, <laughs> tried to kill three human beings. And the guy called me friendly for asking, could I lay right there? When that's the right thing to do. So, that weak situation, you know what I mean, that you get. But, anyway, so, sitting there, next thing I do is go see the nurse down there in Oasis County. Rudest lady I ever seen, man. Shout out to her. But, uh, I went in there and told her that I was a seizure patient. So I take 300 milligram Dilantin every day. And she told me I was a damn lie. I couldn't believe it. Of course I was at the time, but you know, I always say that in jail. So in case I have to go, I'm not going to field squad. I'm not working in the kitchen. I'm not working in the laundry. None of that stuff. But obviously she knew the trick. So she said, no, you're not. She said, who's your primary care physician on this? And I couldn't spit out a name. You know, I have one at home. Couldn't spit out a name. That's what I thought. And she said, I'm putting your file to the end of the end of the uh, pile. And literally, she put mine to the end of the pile. I had to go last after everybody stayed in there about an extra day, y'all. So that was my dumb self. But that was just a booking, man. It was kind of silly eating them sandwiches that were gross and all that other stuff. But when I got upstairs, that was way wilder. And that's when I ran into some real gangsters now. I didn't think Corpus had too many gangsters like that. But uh, I've seen uh, quite a few of them I was in there with. So that was what's up. I'll tell you about it on part two.